if you have a low self-esteem, low belief, low self-worth, and you're looking back in your past and consistently feeling a, feeling bad about yourself where you are today, I think there's definitely too much of that. And I think you probably have to get around somebody who has more future orientation to help even that out a little bit. It's like a good book. Your past is like a good book. You can keep reading it and keep learning from it. Um, just like a great movie, you can keep watching it and keep keep learning from it. Every time I watch Titanic, it gets better and better and better. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. So I'll just get right right into it. Uh, Our past provides so many lessons when we reflect. After we reflect, is it okay to move on from that certain situation and leave it in the past? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Brandon, can you do me a favor? Just read that for me one more time. I think your mic is his mic. Is his audio okay? Yeah, his his audio. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. So our our past provides so many lessons when we reflect. After we reflect, is it okay to move on from that certain situation and leave it in the past? Uh, the only caveat, I would say, yes, of course, that's okay. The only caveat is that I like to revisit it from, from new awareness. Uh, Bob Proctor, shout out to Bob Proctor. He said, when you read a book that you've read before and you read it again and you notice something in the book that you didn't notice before, the book didn't change, you did. And I think that the same is true when you reflect on your past. It's, and, and the, the last thing I'll say is, I remember Emilia, she'll always ask me this right before my birthday. What are you going to do different in your 33rd year? Or what are you going to do different in your 32nd year? And I love that question. And the only way I could accurately answer that question is to go and reflect on my life. Emilia and I started creating something. Um, she refers to it as the burn book, which apparently is a Mean Girls reference. I genuinely don't know. Uh, I've never seen Mean Girls, but we have our shared album in our iPhones with a bunch of photos from college and high school that we are maybe not super proud of. <laughs> Everyone think of a photo they're not super proud of. I've got one or two. Uh, and we're sharing them with each other and we're telling the stories because we want to understand each other at the deepest level and we don't want to hide from any shame. We want to learn from the past. And so, yeah, I would say you can leave it in the past, but don't leave it in the past forever. Re-reflect and reprocess it. It's like a good book. Your past is like a good book. You can keep reading it and keep learning from it. Um, just like a great movie, you can keep watching it and keep keep learning from it. Every time I watch Titanic, it gets better and better and better. I would, yeah, I would second that. It's, it's interesting because, and again, Alan and I have a different perspective because when we're coming up with these episodes, it's literally like, okay, let me look back into my past to figure out something valuable that I can add and the story connected to it and a lesson I learned from that. But if you said, okay, the day after that incident where I almost got fired from my job, if you said, hey, tell us about something that happened in your past, I wouldn't have gone to that. It would have been something way later that didn't mean as much to me. So to Alan's point, yeah, I think you should continue looking back, but it depends because when you go back, 
into your past, it's going to look different. If I, if I revisited that the day after, that would have been a lot of pain. It would have been a very open wound. But a year later, it's like, oh man, I can't believe I was such an idiot. Five years later, it's like, wow, I, I can't believe I put myself in that position. You know, and then 10 years later, it's like, wow, I would never do that again. So I do believe it's super important to look back and visit for perspective and see what it feels like. I mean, at one point, I mean, imagine this. If I had a struggle with alcohol, I maybe I would have looked back a year later and said, I can't, I can't ever put myself in that position again. Maybe two years later, it would have been like, wow, I'm so proud I haven't put myself in that position again. Right. So I think it's important. It's important to build a good relationship with our past for sure. And that's one way to do it. When we get around people who know us as the old version, how do we communicate to them that we are not the same person anymore? I would say, say that I've evolved a lot since then. And there are parts of me that are similar, but uh, yeah, I'm not the same person I was back then. I've grown, I've evolved. I think that's important. I really, really do. Uh, this will be an interesting little story, but I remember I had a close friend growing up and he and I used to joke about how like awful tasting skim milk is, like skim milk versus whole milk. You know, skim, skim milk, he, we used to say sucks, right? And when I started getting into fitness, I started drinking skim milk because it's way lower in calories, all the protein and none of the fat, perfect for your macros, right? And if you're into fitness, you know what I'm talking about. And I remember him being like, dude, you hate skim milk. And I remember being like, no, 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 I used to hate skim milk. I love skim milk now, right? Now, it still tastes terrible, but abs, though, you know? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But the point is, is that you got to be direct. You got to say, listen, I'm, I'm evolving. I'm changing. I'm growing. And it was very, very difficult for me when a lot of my relationships were built around having fun and partying and, and drinking. And then I transitioned very deeply from, you know, that into fitness. And there was a lot of relationships that were challenged because a lot of them were built on having fun. We used to go camping every year for the 4th of July, every single year. Kev came one of the years and there was a yeah, lot was of fun. drinking. It was fun. It was, it was a, a lot time. of drinking, but I don't do that anymore. And one of the times, I think, Kev, the time you came, I didn't even drink that week, that weekend. I think I was one of the only people. And that's all fun and games. That's all great. I had a blast. That's the problem. I had so much fun and I, I really appreciate that. But that's no longer what my main focal point is. And that doesn't mean I don't value those people. I still do. And I miss those people. And quite frankly, I miss good times like that. We talked about it earlier. But I know that what we're doing is more important to me. And that's really what you have to communicate, I would say. I think I'm an interesting case study on this and I'm realizing, Alan's helped me realize this a lot. I don't really have a lot of people from my past that I spend time with and I very rarely go into environments where people don't know what I'm doing, I guess. So I very rarely get people who try to pull me off path. What I would say, the, the piece of advice I would give and probably the only value I can add is number one, what Alan said. But number two, I think that you can show through proof. I mean, if you... Say you show up somewhere one time and you're, you know, the people say, just use it, um, alcohol as an example. Hey, do you want to drink? No, thanks. I don't drink anymore. Okay, cool. Awesome. The second time, hey, do you want to drink? No, like I said last time, I don't, I don't drink anymore. Hopefully by three, four, five, six times, people stop asking you. I think that's what I would say is just try to live through the example that you're, 
you're saying you're doing. Other than that, I don't know that I can add a ton of value because it's not really something I've experienced. I tend to just do my thing and then people tend to kind of fall away, <laughs> as negative as that may sound. Is there ever a time where someone spends too much time looking at the past and how can we find the balance between our past and our future growth? Yeah. One million percent. Yep. One million percent. Yeah. I think that it depends, right? It depends on what happened in the past. But I would say oftentimes many, and this is just my example and, and my experience from what I've seen, but many people who struggle with self-belief and self-worth tend to live in the past because that's where those experiences happened, thus creating those things. So yes. What was the second part of the question, B? How could we find the balance between looking in our past, but also still like growing in our future? Mm. I think that you have to find, whether it's a book, a podcast, a coach, a mentor, you have to find something that shows you that the future can be bright. I think that for me, I know particularly for me, I had low self-worth and, and low self-belief because I was looking at my past. And my past did not signify that there was a bright future ahead. So I kept reflecting on that and saying, well, this is as good as, as it's ever been. This is as good as it's going to get. Alan helped me a lot with that, just creating a brighter future and believing that there's some sort of possibility in the future. So I think that, yes, if you have a low self-esteem, low belief, low self-worth, and you're looking back in your past and consistently feeling a feeling bad about yourself where you are today, I think there's definitely too much of that. And I think you probably have to get around somebody who has more future orientation to help even that out a little bit. Hi, everyone. My name is Amanda. I am a dental hygienist and a mom of two teenagers. I was first introduced to Kevin and Alan about three years ago, where I listened to a live Zoom training. I was really impressed with the value that they packed into that hour-long call, and that led me to their podcast page. I've been blessed to be able to be a student of them in that way through their podcast over the last three years, and the growth that I've seen in them, I guess, is what inspires me to keep coming back because they not only talk the talk, but they walk the walk, and I see the changes in them. Um, you know, weekly, monthly, yearly. So that led me to book a consultation with Alan about six months ago. And I showed up to that call in the lowest spot that I've been at in my entire life. The empathy and compassion that he presented in that call and how much work we still got done despite the state that I was in was again very impressive to me and I've been a one-on-one -on -one client ever since. Alan is someone that you want in your corner. I have grown so much over the past six months in my ability to make decisions, my confidence, uh, the relationships that I have, my organization, my motivation, and I'm only just getting started. I've made so many big moves and he is the biggest motivator and the biggest encourager and he is a good human that genuinely wants the best in your life, your future, your love, your relationships, your wealth, and they just want to make the world a better place and I believe that and if you have the chance to be in the same room or on the same call or have these two in your life in any way, then 
you are blessed and it is a gift. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for everything that you guys do and pour into everyone. And I'm just so excited to watch your journey keep unfolding and to be a part of that in any way that I can. Mm. Uh, someone asked me what one time, what's more important, the past, the present, or the future? And my answer was they're equally important. And I think it's 33%, 33%, 33%. I think they're all equally important. And in my purpose prayer, there's one sentence in particular in it. It's the prayer that I recite every day to myself. And it's, I will forever learn from the past, enjoy the present, and focus on a brighter future for all. And I think that it all depends on, to answer the original question, what the purpose of looking at the past is. Is it to look at the past and beat yourself up again? Or is it to look at the past and learn from it? Because if you have a fixed mindset and don't believe that you can change, why would you want to look at the shameful parts of your past? Versus if you do believe in your own ability to change, then of course you can look at the past, learn about yourself, and then make those changes. And I think that I've grown up with some people who did have a fixed mindset and did not have a lot of self-belief in their own ability to change. I think they had the mindset of, you are the way you are. You know, this is who I am. I can't change that. I am shy or I am whatever. And so, of course, someone who has that fixed mindset probably will avoid the past. And then other people who dwell on it um, and I, I just looked this word up. It's called ruminate. I remember I heard it. I, I'm I'm ruminating a lot over the past lately. Is 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 a saying. And ruminate means um, think deeply about something. To ruminate, to think deeply about your past is a wonderful thing if you use it right. But if you ruminate on shame and then just get stuck in that, that's really really bad. And a lot of times that's what's happening. So. Check in with what are you more focused on, the past, the present, or the future? I tend to focus more on the future. Um, and then what's the purpose of that reflection? And a lot of people, I think most people, tend to focus on the past and the future. But a lot of times the future is just worrying about things in advance rather than creating it. And the past is ruminating on it, um, usually out of fear of making sure that you don't let that happen again. You know, if you got laughed at for saying something dumb or 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 did something that that really you were super embarrassed about, everyone think of an embarrassing moment, right? The reason we ruminate is we don't want to ever let that happen again. It's very fear-based. It's very scarce. So I would say get around someone who has goals and dreams or more importantly, and this is my belief, I believe that setting the right size goals and dreams for your future, as long as it's the right size, that's actually going to create this happening already in other words i'll give you an example let's say hypothetically i decided to quit drinking and start bodybuilding now all of a sudden i i noticed that someone from my past kevin is in really good shape now i can ask him how he got in good shape i came up to kevin in the gym i remember very early on and i said um what are you doing and he you said law of thermodynamics count calories calories in versus calories out i mean this was over a decade ago this is a long time ago or maybe eight years. And it's like, okay, so as soon as you create a goal, your mind is going to go to work on the goal instead of ruminating on the past. And yes, you'll still learn from the past because you'll have to, but it's not going to be stuck in shame. It's going to be 
for a greater end state. And that won't make it less painful. I think that achieving goals is going to force you to face your past in a weird way. And if you've never read The Alchemist, that's what that book's about. Um, spoiler alert. But that's 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 my answer. Set a goal that you really believe in. Get around some people that will help you achieve it. And then learn from the past in order to achieve the goal rather than just ruminating. Last question. Lightning round. Hot route. Hot route. If if we know our partner has avoided their past traumas, is there a kind way to motivate them to face their past? Oh, man. That is a tough one. Great question. Uh, in relationship talks, coaching, Emilia and I coach couples. And having coached at this point, I want to say nearly 100 different couples, it's it's very clear that Usually the challenge in an intimate relationship is is either the par- one partner's not being truthful with the other partner or one partner's not being truthful with themselves. And because growth is a byproduct of being truthful with self, they're usually not growing at the same rate. And so a lot of times what we've found is that one of the partners wants the other partner to face the the challenges of their past. And I know that Emilia... Uh, has done a lot of work with me in particular when it comes to some of my past traumas, my family, different things. And I remember at one point she said, I'm so grateful that you do this work on your own because it would be so hard for me to feel dragged if you weren't doing this kind of self-awareness work. And and I'll give you an example. Um, having a stepfather and, you know, a stepfather who I don't think really wanted kids. And if he did, he I don't think he ever considered me his son. And that's, again, in hindsight, and that's my perspective. But if I wasn't doing work around that, and I wasn't um, reflecting on and, quite frankly, crying a lot about certain things like that and being vulnerable, Emilia's done a ton of inner work, like so much, especially around her traumas. And it would be very hard for her to grow and accelerate and evolve at the rate that she wants to if I wasn't also doing that. So I would say, to answer the original question, you can encourage them through your own example and you can be truthful if you think that might become a bottleneck. And I think it's important to say that. I really do. Emilia has said, I was scared when I noticed some of the traumas from your past because... I know that I know what it's taken to overcome mine and and there's work to be done. And honestly, the whole of our relationship has become greater than the sum of its parts because she was so honest about that. She's been the greatest gift of my life because she's helped me really heal from so much of that. And not by being easy on me all the time, but by saying, yeah, this is important work and and I'm going to do it and we're going to need to do it together if we're going to keep growing together. And I think that's you got to be more truthful with your partners. You have to. If it's true for you, you got to share it. At the very least, you're gonna you're gonna talk openly and then get to a drive to five, like we say, you know. And you can't drive to five on something you're not expressing. I'll do the short. The, I'll I'll make sure the short end is lightning round because that was very good. That was a very good answer. I think it needed all that context. Thank you. Brother. I think you ask questions. Oftentimes, we feel attacked when somebody just comes out and says, "Hey." do this or do that. I think sometimes when you ask questions, then you can open the conversation, you know? Um, and again, Alan and I are not a couple, but we're, a, we are a partnership. We work together. Like 
uh, I noticed you were running a little behind today. Is there anything I can do to support you? Well, you know, I, I woke up a little bit late. Like that just opens the conversation of, uh, is there, you know, is there a reason that you're always late? Something like that. I wouldn't ask that, but ask a question. It'll open up a line of questioning and then you can kind of dig deeper and dig deeper and dig deeper. <laughs> where the hell you been? I'm just where the hell you been? <laughs> eventually the person might go there on their own and they might connect their own dot and say, oh, you know what? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I didn't really think of it that way. I think questions. That's all we do as podcasters, really. We come up with a topic and say, all right, what is the, and I'll take you behind the scenes. What is the question we are going to ask at the end of this episode that will give somebody a new awareness and hopefully allow them to take a new action? That's all it is. Just a question. That's it at the end of the day. If you've ever played Mario Kart, ready? You're at the end of the race. It's the last lap and you have one of those golden mushrooms that you can just hammer that thing. Hammer it. Okay. That is what my coaching is designed to be, sort of. Imagine the finish line is your goals and dreams. I just want to accelerate you towards those. And it's weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. It's your choice. Everyone pays the same amount per session. And you can sign up for monthly, give it a shot. Um, it's pay as you play. There's no long-term contract. You are not locked into anything. If you are not getting value, you can leave. That's totally okay. There's no penalty. If you miss a call, you don't get charged unless the call happens. Uh, give it a shot. If you've been wondering, like, what's this coaching thing about? We're going to get clarity on your future. We're going to help you learn from your past. And we're going to help accelerate building toward that future that you want. And it really is, I know that's a silly, you know, analogy, but it really is that. Each one of those, those uh, sessions really should feel like a Mario Kart booster getting closer and closer and closer to your dreams. I can't promise your dreams overnight. No one can. That's not real. But I can promise you that in my corner, you will achieve more and you will go farther. We are better together than apart. I would second that. I'm sure Brandon would as well. Next Level Nation, as always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. Happy 4th and whatever day it is. I know maybe Canada is celebrating as well. So happy whatever day it is to you out there at NLU. We do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.